Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit unitechurchak.org. Now enjoy this message from Josh Tanner. Hey, hey, that's me. Good morning, everybody. Woo, it's going to be good today. Yeah, you get what you expect, right? And then what God gives you. On top of that, which is always more than we can handle, we can possess, or we can hang on to. It's abundant. It's beyond what is possible to handle and contain. God designed you to be a container that can't contain everything he gives. Huh? All the Canadians in the room, eh? 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 He designed you to be a vessel that is not big enough for all of his glory, that is not big enough for all of his presence, that's not big enough for all of his love, that's not big enough for all of his resources. He designed you to be smaller than what he gives. Why? So you can spill out overflowing on everybody around you. You're designed to be a vessel that's so full that when you're like picking it and moving it around, it's just slopping all over. You know, a lot of us, I mean, I, we raised six kids you know, beautiful babies into mostly all adults at this point. And one of the gifts that some of my children bring to my life is that they always fill their coffee, their milk, their their fluid, whatever they're going to put in their cup, they fill it to overflowing. You know how when you look at like the water, it's standing and somehow it miraculously can stand just a little bit above the container? These are my children. This is one of my especially uh, awesome children. His name means praise, right? It's just part of his nature to just be overflowing and to cause everything else to overflow. And then when he tries to carry it, (laughs) just, just goes everywhere, right? And, You're designed to be a vessel like this. I'm designed to be a vessel like this, filled and overflowing. As it starts to spill out, God just keeps pouring more and more in. You're like, I just can't keep it all inside. Just always pouring out around us. You're not designed to be an empty, dry vessel that's cracking. We're designed to be vessels that are being filled and filled again and filled again and again and again. There are just mountains of passages in the New Testament about how we are called and designed to be filled. Yeah, you're filled when you get saved, and you're designed to be filled and filled and filled and overflowing and brimming over with new wine, new experiences, new encounters, new revelation with the living God, not the dry, dead, old, empty God, the God of abundance and overflowing love and mercy and grace. That's so cool. Isn't that way better than the empty, dry God? Oh, I worship the empty, dry God. I don't even know if there is an empty, dry God, even in paganism, right? But in G, there is probably uh, the dry God of famine or something. I don't know. I don't keep track of all those jokers. I keep track of the one true God, right, that is full and full of life and love and mercy and goodness every single day. And all we have to do is ask. We are designed to be vessels of blessing, designed to be vessels that are receiving favor and blessing, not just every day, 
but over and over again daily. Isn't that great? Psalms 33.12. Psalms 33.12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. I want you to think about this. Blessed is the church whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. It's this funny joke out there about this pastor that this farmer guy shows up to his church. He's all dressed in his goober gear and, you know, his farmer gear. And he shows up and the, he comes and then the pastor says to him, like, or one of the, you know, ushers or whatever, like, hey, I want you to pray about what you should, you know, just pray about what you should wear the next time you come back to church. The guy's like, okay, whatever. And he takes his, you know, puts his straw in his mouth and goes back out, gets on his tractor, prays all week and comes back dressed the same way. And the pastor goes, hey, I thought I asked you to pray about it. Like what God would want you to do to wear it to church. And he goes, I asked the Lord. And he says, I don't know. I, I never been to that church. <laughs> Blessed is the church whose God is the Lord. Come on, the people he chose for his inheritance. God blessed is the family whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Blessed is the person, the temple, the individual temple whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Man, the greats of the faith, they sought after blessing favor from God. They were desperate for it. We learned last week about the life of Jacob, even in all his flaws and his immature faith. He was desperate for the favor and the blessing of God, and he would do anything, even shenanigans, to go get it. Because he just wanted it. And God corrected some of that stuff that he was doing, right? And that's all of us, isn't it? I mean, we're all going, but man, if I'm going to make mistakes, I want it to be going after the heart of God. I want it to be going after the favor and the blessing of God. The blessing of God is, is this really crazy Hebrew word that really means where God just pours out kindness or kisses of affection or just love and affection of kindness on his people just because. But there's a lot of really specific things that the Bible tells us that will enact the favor and blessing of God, that will invoke the favor and blessing of God. It's probably good for us to know some of those, right? So I just dug up the ones I felt like the Lord showed me, and maybe you could dig up and find some more, I'm sure you can, of what you can do to participate or invoke the blessing and the favor of God. Abraham, in Genesis 24, 1, we're gonna skip one, Scripture back there, Genesis 24, 1, Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. Abraham is the founder or the starting place of the people of God. All of us go back in our faith, maybe not through our genealogical whatevers. Ooh, that, was a lot. that was a big word for a Nikiski kid. We all, our faith is traced back to Abraham. We are all children of God. We believe in and are inheriting the same promise. And look at this promise. 
the Lord blessed him in every way. Oh, God, would you do that in my life? Would you kiss me in every way? Would you be kind to me in every way? Just pour out and lavish on me favor and acts of kindness that I don't deserve in every way. Is that what you want? Is that what you're hungry for in your life? That's what I want to hunger for. When you see all the things that God gives for those who are thirsty and hungry for the blessing and favor of God, it is really awesome. But it's overarching. All children of God are inheritance. We have an inheritance in this same promise. You and I can be blessed in every stinking way. Simply because we're children of God. But we need to be a nation that makes the one God, God. He has to go into the seat of worship, the highest place of worship in our life, and nothing else can take that place. That is one of the number one keys you walk away from this whole message. We're going to pray in a second, but I want you to get this before we go anywhere else, is that when Jesus has the seat of worship in our heart, when Yahweh has the seat of worship in our heart, and he is the God of this nation, of my temple, of this church, of this, of your family, my family, when he is the God of those spaces, his favor blesses and pours out on all things. Come on, I thought you'd be more excited about that because that is a really good promise. That is a really good promise. Come on. When God is the God and has the seat of worship in my heart, in, my, in our nation, in my state, my city, my family, my church, in my life, my temple, then all the favor and blessing, the kisses of God that I don't deserve pour out into me abundantly and I become a vessel that's overflowing, that's just pouring out all over the place. I'm made for this. I'm designed for it. It's not like this miracle, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I was filled and God just poured out blessings. You know, you're designed for this. And we get so off track and distracted and, and into so many other things, we just miss the blessing of God, the favor of God. Let us not be a church, a family, a, a household, an individual that is called and chosen by God, blessed by the favor of God, that isn't filled with the blessings and the favor that he designed us for. Let us not, let that not be the thing they say about us. When we stand before Jesus in heaven, let it at least, he says, wow, well done, my good and faithful servant. You pursued me. You sought hard after me, and you were filled, and you were blessed, and everyone around you was blessed, and we encountered my love. Man, everything else is secondary to that. If we could win there, we'll change the world. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, today, just not let these just be words, God. We want your favor and your blessing to shift our hearts, God. We want to just hear your voice, to know who you are, God, to just be, just, just be transformed in the, in the favor and the love and the presence of God. We want you above all things. Today I set down, come on, do this in your heart and do this in your mind. I set down all things that would take your space my job, my worries, my fears, especially my bitterness and my hatred or my hurts. God, I just set them down, God. I lay them down, my failures, my own self-hatred and shame. I just 
push it off your throne, God. It doesn't have space there. You are the only one that gets to sit on the throne of my heart, on the throne of our church, on the throne of this nation, God. You are God, and you are King, and you are Lord of my heart, this church, our city, state, nation, this world. You are the Lord of the heavens and the earth, and we honor you today, and we lift you today. Holy Spirit, show up big today. Look out, loose your angels about this house. Do your work today, God. Transform us. Let, it be, let us be a people that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Come and rest on us right now, Holy Spirit. We need you. We don't want to go anywhere without you, God. Come on, begin to call on the Holy Spirit. Show up today, God. Holy Spirit, show up. Jesus, show up in my life. Father, let your love show up in my life today. Bring me revelation. I want to walk out different. I don't want to be the same. God, I don't want to hear a bunch of words. I want to be transformed in your presence, God. Your word is alive and it's sharp as a two-edged sword, and it cuts to the moan and the barrow of my, uh, marrow of my life, God. And I pray for that to happen in my life, no matter how bad it hurts. Change me, shift me, renew me, renew my mind. Wash me with the word, Jesus. Wash me with yourself and your presence. Bring me into alignment with your righteousness that's living inside of me. I love you, God. Let the outside match the inside by your grace and your mercy and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh. It's good. Just call on him. You're made for it. One of the things God will honor every time, every single time, is God fill me with your presence. Just starts pouring it in. Fill me with your love. Just starts pouring in. He loves to fill his vessels. And don't be satisfied with enough. Be satisfied when there's more than enough. God blesses things. He even blesses days. Look in Genesis 2-3. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. You know this has never been undone? Fulfilled, but not undone. Fulfilled in Jesus, because on it he rested from all his work of creating that he had done. You don't even have to work every day and you can have this kind of filling and blessing and be overflowing. And there's a blessing when we honor this day. Not an exact day, okay? The Sabbath is for you. And when we honor it, God blesses you. Actually, his favor is on us when we honor the Sabbath. Let's do it. It's so easy. Um, sort of. But it's simple, right? It's like, oh, and it's not like all the favor of God, but this is a day, a time that you set aside a day to Sabbath, to rest, and let God take care of all the stuff, and then let God take care of you in that day, and he will bless it, and he will bless you, and there is extra favor on your life when you honor a day that God honored, and he already blessed. He blessed the Sabbath. He blessed it. Do you want that blessing? Okay, listen, if we just start stacking up and understanding all the ways and all the things that we can do that invoke the blessing in favor of God, all of a sudden we're going to be these vessels that are just like bloop, 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 all over people. But you have to want it. We have to want it. We have to honor it. We have to seek it. We have to go after it. Psalms 41, 1. Here's some things that invoke the favor and blessing of God. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak 
The Lord delivers them in their times of trouble. Okay. Anybody been in times of trouble? Come on, I see you out there. Anybody else? No. Okay. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. Look at the reward. God delivers them in times of trouble. You're going to be in trouble. I'm not trying to like prophesy that over you. I'm just saying the world out there is troublesome. And if you and I want this favor, God will deliver you promise if you are regarding the weak God's going to deliver you what a cool blessing well let's start doing that those that are less fortunate have just a little bit less those that are in trouble those are weak how about single moms young moms I think we have some crisis pregnancy center folks in here are you guys over here thank you for what you're doing come on you're honoring you're, you're receiving this blessing. It's pouring out all over you like crazy all the time because God's going to deliver you in times of trouble. Come on, can we stretch our hands towards these, these folks here? Father, in the name of Jesus, let your blessing pour out on their work. They're saving babies. They're saving lives. They're saving moms from trouble and torment and from pain, from murdering their kids. God, I pray favor and blessing over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, you want to know a way to regard the weak? Take money out of your wallet, get your Vimo, get your whatever, and go give it to CPC. Is it still CPC or CPE? Community Pregnancy Center. C-P-C. It's still that. I got it. You got to slow it down for kids like me, okay? So... There's another blessing for offering, by the way. You'll see it. But this is such a simple way to regard those. Our, our economic system is, like, amazing because you're, like, work and you trade your life for money, and it's like, oh, I love all this stuff. And it's all filled you feel powerful and good and secure. And then it's so easy to bless and regard others by just a transfer. And now it's digital. It's like, bloop. How many lives are you saving? Well, this is the favor that God pours on our life. When we regard those who are weak, no one more weak than an infant in the womb. Psalms 84, 3 through 4. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Oh, Lord, I just want to be a little bird that nestles up next to your altar. I want to be in your house. You know what's so cool? Is Jesus created you and made you. You give your life to Jesus, you're now a house, a temple or a tabernacle for God to dwell in. Lord, I want to take my tabernacle, put it in your tabernacle. I want to dwell in your tabernacle. And the tabernacle that's inside of you, actually, you can go in and dwell in with your prayer, with prayer time and worship time. It's like, Lord, I just want to be in there with you. Will you show up 
I love you. I just want to love on you in your tabernacle. God, I want to show up, and I am blessed when I dwell in your house. This is about your prayer life, your worship life with him that is now within you, and you can access all the time. Young people, you don't have to know anything about anything right now. Just fall in love with Jesus and go do this, and God's favor and blessing will be all over the rest of your life, all the way to the end. And you know what? You'll learn all the other stuff. God will keep leading you to it. He will. But fall in love with him, that I would be a house, I would be a place, a dwelling place for your presence. God, that I would be ever praising you. Man, when we're a heart of worship, ever praising him, we just start to fill up, fill up, fill up. His presence, his cloud, his fire, whatever is filling us, his water. Isn't it amazing? God can be water, presence. He can be smoke, cloud, and he can be fire all at once. You're like, this is amazing. It's like nothing else. Give me more, God. Give me more. Man, that you would make me a house that's always praising you. Psalms 89, 14 through 15. Righteousness and justice are, are the foundation of your throne. Wow, think about that. Righteousness and justice. Perfection of who God is and right judgment of all things in and outside of alignment with that. Is his, the foundation of his throne. That's what he sits on. That is the mercy seat. It's the ark of the covenant. Love and faithfulness go before you. Love and faithfulness go before you. Sometimes I think we can see these as contrasting things. That is righteousness and justice. Ooh, that sounds kind of scary. But his love and faithfulness go before him. On the very thing he sits on. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you. To walk in the light of your presence, Lord. This word acclaim means to learn, to joyfully worship, to trumpet blast and battle cry. It's kind of a sweet word. This is a worship word, okay? To joyfully and, and, and with excitement in our heart, just blow the trumpet blast and battle cry for the Lord and joyfully worship him. But don't blow any trumpet blast next to Pastor Zach because he might manifest, okay? No real trumpet blast next to Pastor Zach or me. All right. Go blow them somewhere else. You <laughs> sing, okay, worship. <laughs> but the word just means to declare like a warful worshiping prayer and, and worship time joyfully. I love that we're talking about just celebrating in him. It is okay for you, church. Some of y'all might have come from like some more conservative places where they taught you that like worship should look like this. This isn't bad. If I move, I'm dancing, and dancing's a sin, so I'm just going to stay as still as I can. <laughs> dancing's not a sin. That is the most joker thing in the Bible. I've never heard of where that comes from. It is bizarro land, okay? To celebrate and dance and to worship joyfully, expressing your whole life to him. This is an accurate biblical de depiction of what worship looks like. And we get afraid, and man gets afraid, and we make up rules, and we're not comfortable with people being weird, and so then we just, like, lock it all down. But God is a God of joyful celebration and praise, and he wants to see his kids acclaiming him with a joyful trumpet blast. No shofars, please. But trumpet blast. It's a metaphor for how you ought to worship. You don't have to have a trumpet, okay? But man, we're going to lift him up. 
We are going to joyfully worship him, and it's a battle cry to the Lord. It actually is warfare. Who walk in the light of your presence. His presence, his light is exposing and is exposing to that very foundation of his throne that is perfect righteousness. And the, 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 the presence or the, the movement of his love that is going before him all the time. Yes, his love moves forward and it brings us into alignment and righteousness with him all the time. And that's great. And yep, there's changes and things that happen, but we're worshiping and appraising war, war-like praise to the Lord. And we walk in his light because we're comfortable because then God puts us into alignment with who he is, his righteousness, and, your, and the light of your presence, Lord, and his presence is. So to show one's face to another is a sign of favor. So this, is, this word presence means to show one's face to another. And it is a sign of favor. And this is when we're asking God, show me your face. Look to me face to face. When God turns his face towards you, his favor is on you. And this is why when Jesus was on the cross and God turned his face from him, his favor removed. It was the darkest moment in God's existence when he was separated from himself, his son. And then, of course, instantaneously the favor of God came back on Jesus and resurrected him from the dead or whatever, three days later, but he goes to heaven instantly, of course. God's favor comes back when the payment was done. But that moment, God's face turned away from Jesus. Man, God, will you turn your face towards me? When his face turns towards you, you feel his presence. His presence, his power, his love, his favor begins to kiss you, his blessing. But this comes from joyful, acclaiming God, battle cry, worshiping God. And that invokes the favor of God. His face begins to turn towards those who are worshiping him. The more you put in, the more you get out. That's the way it goes. Psalms 106. Verse 3, blessed are those who act justly, who always do what's right. This is between you and Jesus, not earning favor before man. But it does affect favor before man. When your character is now manifesting something you believe in your core, that God gives blessing and favor to me if I just do what's right. Not what gains me the most, okay? Not what gets me what I want and what I need, but is the right thing. When I justly behave, God's favor and blessing comes on me. And I might not see it right now, but it has exponential increase over time. When people get to know, you're like, that's a person I can trust. His word, her word means something. That used, people used to do contracts Without even shaking, they're like, I said it. I gave you my word. And that seems like kind of an old school thing. But today, holy smokes, we need a stack of papers this big and sign away our firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn kids, right? All of our properties and things. I've got real estate agents shaking their head in here. They're like, yeah, that's what it takes to sign away, just to buy a house, to buy a car, to buy an iPhone, okay? 
like, how many papers does it take to buy an iPhone? People's words don't mean anything. As a culture, so everybody's trying to protect themselves. But blessed are those who act justly, who always do what's right. That starts to catch up to you and I. Man, we want to be a church that always does what's right. And you want to be business owners in the church. Come on, business owners in the church. Do you know what I hear from other businesses? You don't want to hear this. They say, yeah, I don't. And even Christian business owners, they go, yeah, I don't really do business with other Christians. Because they don't act on their word. Trust level is lower? How is this possible? We're missing out on so much favor and blessing. I want to be overflowing. God, I want to act justly and I want to always, not when it's convenient, always, even when it costs me something, even when I have to give up something tremendous, I want to always do what's right. God's favor comes on that. Psalms 112.1, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Ooh, God, I want to find great delight in just your word, what your word says and what you told me to do. I just want to fall in love with it and fall in alignment with it because I'm blessed when I fear you, God. I have reverence for you. You're the one that holds the keys to heaven and hell. And God, I want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant, not what everybody else says. I want to hear that first, and I know that I am going to find great delight, and I'm going to find blessing when I fear you and I delight in your word and what you commanded. Psalms 119, 1 through 3. Blessed are those who are, whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. They're blessed, they walk, and they seek. And I want to walk in your ways, and I want to seek your face. Come on, church. Proverbs 3.12 through 14. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Blessed are those who find wisdom. How do we find wisdom? embracing discipline when i see discipline as love young people old people it's like sometimes we think we time out of this when we get older we're like no i'm 50 i turn 50 folks i no longer need to, to be disciplined right I, I don't need anyone to discipline me I'm the grandfather, the father, and uh, y'all are young puppies, whippersnappers, okay, whatever it is. I no longer invoke this blessing in my life when I stop seeing that I'm still a son in need of discipline. Pastor Dick, you're 90-ish, right? 90 plus, come on, one of our founding fathers of our church. loving discipline. You love it, don't you, Pastor Dick? You're like, discipline me. Let's go, Lord. I know that's in your heart because I know everybody around you. That's one of the defining factors of a great man of God is they love the Father's discipline in their life. They're always a son. Just always be a son. Lord, just discipline me. It don't feel good, but it is good for me. 
you find wisdom and those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields a better return than gold. Your portfolio cannot give you the kind of return on wisdom and understanding that comes from discipline in being a son in the faith, a daughter in the faith. This is some of the greatest blessing and favor that can be on your life. Proverbs 8, 30 through 36. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing in his presence, always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole word and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway for those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Diggity dang kickity kickball. That is a good word. <laughs> that is a good word. I've seen every kid program there ever was, and that is from one that I remember. I don't remember what it was. <clears throat> Malachi 3.8, listen, there's favor on this. You want to invoke something that just instantly brings favor into your life? Tithe. It's such a huge deal. It's so easy. Honor the Sabbath, tithe. You don't have to get into legalism. I'm just saying just do these things, and God's favor will pour out on your life. Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. Lord, why is my life struggling and I'm lacking favor and I'm not overflowing? Listen, don't rob God. This belongs to him and it's not yours, it's his. The first fruits belong to him, not us. Give them to him, bring them back to him. He gives them to you to see what you'll do with it. He's like, eh? He's a good Canadian, eh? Hey, are you gonna do a good thing with this? You are under a curse. What? That's even worse than just not being blessed. Holy smokes. Your whole nation, because you are robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. The storehouse is the local church, guys. All right, the storehouse is the temple. There's a temple, it's you. The greater temple is the church as it gathers. We're two temples, all right? And the whole nation, because you're robbing me. So everything is suffering because we're not tithing. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Sign me up. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. Is that children? Is that kids? Does that mean my food in my house is going to go farther? They're not pests. They're blessings. The Bible says that children are a blessing from the Lord but it prevents the mice and all the other junk from getting in to eat the food that are for my kids. There we go. And the vines of your fields will drop in the fruit when it's ripe, says the Lord. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Man, you want to experience tremendous, overwhelming favor? Just flip and tithe. It's the 10%. It's the first fruits of all of your increase. It doesn't belong to you. He says, bring the whole tithe. Don't give it. Bring it. You're not like, oh, I'm so awesome, I tithe. No, it's like, that belongs to God. You're so awesome, you didn't rob him. And he's so awesome, when you don't rob him, he blesses you and he protects you from the enemy. This is such an amazing promise. 
Matthew 5, 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You and I need to be filled. Blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. These people make peace, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Of heaven. John 20, 29. Jesus told them, Because you have seen me and you have believed, blessed are those who have not seen me and not believed. Revelation 1, 2. Who testifies to everything he saw? That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the word of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take heart for what is written in it, because the time is near revelation 19 9 then the angel said to me write this blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the lamb and he added these are the true words of god you and i are all invited to the wedding supper of the lamb he wants to eat and fellowship with each one of us and he wants to pour out his overwhelming blessing on us revelation 22 13 I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Romans 3.22 says this, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Jesus said this in Luke 11, 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Do you want the favor of God? Ask. Do you want the blessing of God? Ask. Do you want a kiss from Jesus? Ask. Do you want abundant, overflowing love in your life? Ask. Give. Seek. Knock. Don't give up. Just keep pressing. Can have the worship team come out? In our hearts, church, we are always longing for the presence of a father of the Father. No matter how broken our example in this world was and how broken the leaders were in our life that tried to represent God to us, me included, the flawed example of the Father God through natural fathers and father figures, no matter how flawed that is, we all have this desire to be in the arms and known by our Father God. We just have a deep desire Our spirit is crying out for identity. It is asking God, do I belong? Do I have a people? Do I have a tribe? Do I exist? Am I seen? Do I matter? Am I good enough? And do you accept me the way that I am? Come on, church. We're longing. Our spirit is crying out, Abba, Daddy God. Do you love me? Do I exist to you? Do I belong to you? And God is saying, yeah, 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 yes, yes, you do. All who come to me, 
are saved. All who believe are saved. It does not matter who you are or what you have done. God's favor and his love is made just for you. It's time for us to turn our hearts to him. It's time for us to invoke the blessing of God. Invoking the blessing of God requires action. It requires worship. It requires you giving up your heart to him. You giving up your things to him. You giving up your stuff to him. You deciding you are willing to live right and justly and in righteousness. And God will start pouring out more and more and more of his blessing and his goodness and his love in all of our lives. This is for all of us. It isn't just for those that are like the coolest and the best. He isn't saying anything about you being the coolest and the best. He's saying like, look out for other people who are weak. Man, we can all do that. Be meek. Be poor and humble in spirit. Worship me. Put me on the highest place. Just worship me. Give up everything for me. Just give it up and just give it to me and I will bless you and my favor will be on you. You don't have to have all the solutions. He doesn't say be smart. He says pursue me. Love discipline. Love me as your father and you'll grow and I'll pour out wisdom and understanding on you. You don't have to go read books to get wise. Do do you know that? It says seek the father and you'll be wise. How cool is that? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.